All your favorite Smodco shows aren't just available on audio anymore. All the best ones are now available as books. Podbooks.com. That's Podbooks with a Z. Transcribe directly from our Smarchives. Enjoy the Smonsters of Talk in print form. Kev, Ralph, Jay, Jen, Moj, and more. Just go to Podbooks.com for more details. That's Podbook with a Z on the end. Podbooks. Pods in print. Smodcast is turning six years old, motherfucker, and we're celebrating with a smorgie. January 26th and 27th, get ready for two days of non-stop aural pleasure in Halifax, Nova Scotia. The Smodcast Morning Show, I Sell Comics, Highlands of Peephole History, Smodcast, The Secret Stash, Hollywood Babylon, Fat Man on Batman, Babylon Comic Con Theater, Plus One, Tell Em Steve Dave, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, and a Smash Up Jam Session. The Smonsters of Talk invading the Spats Theater in Halifax, Nova Scotia, January 26th and 27th. Tickets just $99 for each day at smodcosmorgy.com. Don't miss the Smonsters of Talk as the Smods bring their pods to the Smorgy. Tickets available now at smodcosmorgy.com. Smodco's been blasting its own brand of fuck yeah for years in all forms of media. If you're saying, hold up, sir, dude, what about video games? We got that market covered, too. Visit Smarcade.com to learn about two, count them, two games for your iOS and Android device. Jay and Silent Bob grace your mobile with Too Fat to Fly and Let Us Dance. Get your game on, Smod Goblins. Check out Smarcade.com. This is Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream. This is Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream. Now I've figured it out. Leima, leima, siis kuulub sulle seda. 
So uh, listeners of my show know I don't know what the fuck that song is called. So I just call it the Chris Doritas Estonian song because Chris Doritas brought it to us uh, when he uh, was a guest on our show here. It's called like Uha Heskus, something like that. But uh, it's kind of Dave Brubecky. So, you know, I thought we would play it for uh, in honor of Mr. Dave Brubeck's, um, I wouldn't say untimely death because he was 80. You know, and when you're 80, damn, you've lived a good one. Uh, sorry about the crazy opening. Uh, I've been uh, doing accounting software for the last three days. So I am uh, have no brain left, basically. Uh, buttons, brains, letters, numbers. It's all a fucking blur to me right now. Um, but the good news is everything's been reconciled. I know where I stand. This is important to know at the end of the year. Something about knowing where you stand at the end of the year helps you step into the next year. That is, of course, if you don't believe that the end of the world is coming in, um, what's the today's the 6th, uh, 21st, 15 days, people. We have 15 days left and counting. I'm really concerned about this uh, because, um, strangely enough, uh, I haven't seen anything on CNN about it. It's weird. I mean, you would think 15 days away this, I mean, because like the election was months away and they were yammering on and on about it for months and months. They had graphics. They had, they had exciting displays with states that lit up in red and blue and counties and they push a button and things would happen and not a peep about this end of the world thing. They don't have. They're not doing like, you know, profiles on great Mayan leaders, uh, you know, Mayan history. Uh, we're not all learning about the little hieroglyphics and what they mean. I'm, I'm just very confused about all this, um, truly. But, uh, you know, uh, like I said, at least I know where I stand at the end of the year. My books are reconciled. So even if it is the end, fuck you. <laughs> I know much. I know how much I spent on expendables and travel and office supplies <laughs> And um, what's our other favorite little thing? Oh, oh, client meal. That's a good one. That's when you go out to lunch with my dear friend Aaron and I would go out to lunch and we would discuss something and we would call it a client meal or we could also call it an off-site meeting. That's another good one. The accountants like that, the off-site meeting. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so some strange things uh, I was reading in the news this week, uh, one of which I thought was fascinating was that uh, – and this isn't holiday-oriented at all. This is more um, uh, just news-oriented – is that because of Sandy, uh, there was like almost like a quarter million cars destroyed in Sandy, which – holy shit, that's a lot of fucking cars, right? So there's, there's all these cars were destroyed. So the sales of cars have gone up in the last three or four weeks. And like it's really helping the car business, you know, and everything. But see, I was thinking, no, 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 no. Don't you people understand? Mother Earth is trying to level the playing field. That's why she's killing all the cars. She's trying to get rid of the carbon in the atmosphere by killing the cars. You're not supposed to replenish the car supply. It's not working. Mother, mother, mother nature's uh, plan didn't work on that one too well. So these are just strange thoughts I have while reading the newspaper in the morning and um, before I drink my tea, clearly. Uh, so everyone, uh, welcome. It's uh, December 6th. Is it really December 6th? Wow, it really is December 6th. Welcome to December, everyone. Uh, around here, it's officially the holidays. I'm into it this year. I've already baked pumpkin bread. And I'm on to cookies next week, people. <laughs> Pretzel milk chocolate cookies. Mm. I, 
don't even I have never had them, but I saw a recipe and I thought I have to make these and send them off to Dayton, Ohio to my relatives. They'll be impressed by those. You know, people in L.A., they make pretzel cookies and things like that, you know. Um, so I'm very excited. I made bread already and I have um, stockings are hung with care. And uh, the Christmas lights are up, which my guests today will be able to see. Or maybe they already did see walking up. Well, my lights were on. I don't know. And uh, so I love this time of year. And personally, I mean, I love it for two different reasons. I love it for, I don't know, I like the gifty thing, the holiday thing. And um, uh, But I really love it because it's uh, it's a time of uh, stillness. It's a time where the days – I always dread it. I always think, oh, fuck, the days are going to get shorter. It's going to be so horrible that it's dark by – 508. It's practically dark here. Uh, but then I actually, some part of my psyche loves it. I love the fact that it's kind of like the world slows down and there's a sense of stillness and you can't really plan too much this time. You can't start a project. You can't go pitch a new TV show this month. It's not going to happen. You have to wait till January to do something like that. You can't start building the barn in December. No, you don't start projects like that. You... You put that off till January. You put everything off till January. So there's nothing to do. And uh, uh, I've always been fascinated by this time of year. I actually wrote my thesis, my master's thesis, about Persephone and Demeter, the Greek goddesses, um, which, uh, if you know the story, is kind of the basis for how we how they kind of explain the seasons way back in the day. You see, what happened was Persephone was um, – her dad was Zeus – and her mom was Demeter. And Demeter was the goddess of uh, agriculture, stuff that grows. She was in charge of growing shit on Earth. And um, Persephone uh, one day was hanging out with some of her virgin friends in a field, you know, picking flowers, when suddenly the Earth uh, opened up and Hades came from uh, the underworld and grabbed her and abducted her into the underworld. Well, lo and behold, we find out a little further down the story that um, Zeus, Persephone's dad, is also Hades' brother. Uh, so Hades is her uncle. Um, he kind of arranged the whole thing. Hades was lonely in the underworld, said he wanted someone to hang out with. And Zeus kind of gave him the wink like, well, Persephone's not doing anything. Never mind that she's your niece. Ah, these Greeks, they're very, very creepy. And uh, so uh, Persephone and Hades, I guess, did it. And um, Persephone got stuck in the underworld. And Demeter, her mother, was uh, very, 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 very sad about this. In fact, it got so sad, she went into complete and total mourning. And when Demeter goes into mourning, nothing grows. Nothing grows on the earth. And so what happened was the humans started dying because there's no food to eat and there's nothing growing. So the gods all got together because um, even though they don't have much to do with the humans, the humans do offer them gifts and do worship them. And it's like part of the deal, having the humans around. So they were pissed because the humans were dying off. So all these gods went to Zeus and said, hey, Zeus, look, something's got to change. Look, I know this is your brother, but look at your wife. Or, you know, She's in mourning and Persephone's stuck. You've got to let Persephone come back and see her mother because if she doesn't, I mean, who knows what's going to happen to the humans in the earth? And what then? then who are we? We're nobody because no one can believe in us. Zeus is like, okay, fine. So he sent um, Hermes down into the underworld and he kind of negotiated and and Hades said, okay, fine, fine. I'll let, her, I'll let her up. I'll let her go and see her mother. So they were like getting ready for Persephone to leave. I don't know. I guess they were hanging out near the elevator of the underworld. I don't exactly know how this works. And, um, and Hades said to her, oh, before you go, would you like a little bit of pomegranate? And she said, oh, actually I would. Thank you. And she ate a pomegranate seed. 
So then she went up to the top and she saw her mom and it was reunited and it was all wonderful and it was great and it was beautiful and and things started growing again, which is what we get for springtime. And um, and it was this wonderful, glorious moment and Demeter was so thrilled and everything. And then she like looked at her daughter like mothers do and said, did you eat something while you were down there? She's like, well, just a pomegranate seed. She's like, oh, no, not a pomegranate seed. Because basically, if you eat anything in the underworld, it means you have to return. So every year, Persephone has to return to the underworld for three months. And when she does, Demeter goes into mourning and things start stop growing and we get winter. So you thought it was all about the sun and like chlorophyll and heliotropism and all that kind of stuff. No, no, it's Demeter and Persephone the whole time. So this time of year, Persephone is in the underworld. And for some reason, I feel like I'm in the underworld this time of year too. (laughs) I go into my cave. I don't deal with people. I have some things to do, but it's a very soulful time for me. So I, I invite everyone invite everyone to take some real time off. Look in your schedule, look in your calendar. When can you block off a day, two days, three days, four days? When can you get off of email, get off of social media, get off the fucking internet? Uh, Stop listening to everyone's goddamn podcast. Just stop it. (laughs) Just for a few days. But unplug, unplug. Be like Persephone, go into the underworld, go into hiding, go into the cave, and maybe you'll get some pomegranates or something. (laughs) So anyway, I love this time of year. I'm so glad to be here, and um, we're going to have a fun day. We're going to have a little holiday show today. I've got some great people, some people you know, some people you know who've been at the Octagon many, many times. We have a new person here at the Octagon today, but it's someone you all know. I mean, you know, he's been here. I've been there. We've been all around. We all know Mr. Bengalib. Welcome, Mr. Bengalib, to the Octagon Show. Thank you very much, Kelly. I'm so glad you could come down and um, hang with the gang today. I'm very excited to be here, and I'm pretty sure you just encouraged your listeners to take some time off during the holidays and fuck the devil. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I, like, I learned a lot during that story. So apparently, Hades was the original creepy uncle. Yes, he was. Absolutely. He was the original he Uncle that. Daddy. He started that meme. <laughs> He is the archetype of the creepy uncle. Yes, he is. The one that Christmas time asks you to sit on his lap. (laughs) That very one. Right. Do you have a beard too? His red beard instead of a white beard? He might have. He might have. Yeah. He might. Not quite the Santa Claus guy, but um, but yeah, definitely um, probably the uncle that drinks a little too much in the corner and uh, kind of stinks a little. Sure. Yeah. Maybe that's why Santa's outfit is red. Maybe. It's very interesting. It is. It is. See? It's, yeah. I, I, and I have some more lovely holiday facts that we'll talk about today. But And the Santa Claus red thing I didn't find out about, but we'll, we'll have to make up something for that. Uh, so I'll, I'll work on it now. Yeah, work on it now. So uh, welcome, Ben. And of course, uh, today with uh, joining us here is Chris Bono, uh, one of our regulars here at the Octagon Table. Welcome, Chris. I'm glad to be here before the year's up keep my books in order. Yes. You can be reconciled. I can. We can reconcile we can you today. Reconciled. Yes. As well as rest under the earth. Hallelujah. Uh, Yeah. That story was like the uh, awkward family meeting of the Titans. (laughs) Pretty much. Looking forward to that sequel. Yeah, yeah. And I wrote a whole thesis about it. Well, I wrote about the grief part, the mother's grief and the daughter's grief. It's very sad. The bond between mother and daughter is very strong. It is. It um, is. And can stop growth of things. And, And, you know, and, you know, normally, you know, Christmas is about Jesus and Santa, two guys. 
I'm just bringing the feminine energy with Demeter and Persephone in. I'm just trying to bring some balance <laughs> yeah. to the storyline. That's good. That's you know, worthwhile. Yeah, you know, bringing a little, you know, uh, cave-like stuff, you know, womb, cave, whatever you want to say. And it, that that archetype continues, that story continues, because every time that my mom doesn't hear communication from me for two or three days, her kugels come out horribly. <laughs> <laughs> So it's very similar. <laughs> See, it is. It's ancient. Mm-hmm. It's ancient. Absolutely. Uh, and our third guest today is Miss Erin Brown. Hi, Kelly. Hi, darling. Would you pass the pomegranate? Yes. <laughs> God, I should have had a pomegranate instead of just pumpkin I've bread. I've got one here in my pocket. <laughs> and I'm really bummed because after the show, I was on my way to Home Depot. I was going to you know, get some wood to start building a barn, but I'm sorry, put that on hold. No, you're going to have to put that on hold till January. Darn it. <laughs> what am I going to do with all those animals? <laughs> Damn, does that happen this time of year too? Were you going to build a, your own life-size nativity scene? Maybe. <laughs> You'll have to wait till next year. Damn. Well, well, now what will we do with all the sheep now? I don't know. <laughs> Shave them. <laughs> well, speaking of, did you hear that the the Pope just released his third book, like the third in his trilogy, <laughs> no. speaking about the Bible and he uh, he's announced now that there were no animals in the manger. There were none. No. How does he know? Yeah. How- well, he knows. He's the only person. <laughs> he's got the direct cat. line. He he's got cats. the original photographs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> were they Polaroids? Yes. <laughs> he's on Twitter now. Anyway, they were in, the okay, I wanted to mention this. Not only was he on Twitter the His other day. His first tweet starts soon. Right. He has, he's tweeted not at all, yeah. has already um, over a million followers, and mm. is verified. What? That's fucked up. I have like... Agreed. That's insane. 15,000 followers. I've been on forever. I've got like 32,000 tweets. I'm not verified. Agreed. No. Agreed. I don't even understand who the million people are because the only people that really follow the Pope are people like my mom, who's a good oh, 76-year-old <laughs> Catholic lady. I follow the Pope. You know? I follow oh, right. for, it's because I, it's like Joe right. I wonder if it's like a million people that are all parents who are like, well, this Twitter thing, will, oh, the Pope's on it. I'll take a look. <laughs> Maybe. And then never do anything in their accounts for the rest of the, the year. I bet. And take all the good handles. That's yeah. Right. Right. What is name. his handle? Pontifex. It is. At Pontifex. Pontifex. Yeah. I'm going to follow him now. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and he follow only him. follows like eight other accounts that are his name. Uh, yeah, in different languages. In different languages. Yeah. I, he doesn't, he's not getting this Twitter thing already. He doesn't understand it He at needs all. to tweet. Pontifex. He needs to learn to retweet. Right. Mention and people. I was talking about this in my podcast this week about him joining Twitter. And it's like, what What if, because if he's the man closest to God, right? Yeah. His word is basically holy. He's infallible. Is each tweet a new addition to the New Testament? <laughs> is, is everything he tweets? This could, this could get complicated. And the Lord spoke upon the masses at Funny Girl 12. You are so right, girl. Keep on. Hashtag Pope. Hashtag God. It okay. has been written. I want to start a hashtag new game with the Pope. <laughs> That'd be great. Start a Twitter war with the Pope. <laughs> That'd be such a score if he started following you, though. Oh my Dude, god, the Pope's following totally. me. Totally. I'd I'd be nervous then. I'd 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 fear. I'd fear that my f my f languages would just make his ears burn or something. <laughs> oh, he's Pontifex. probably heard. You ever miss Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll, you know, like also, you know, like I think when Twitter was first starting, some celebrities like made the mistake of like actually thinking they could do like, you know, uh, kind of promote products maybe, you mm. know. So, you know, he's got those really nice red shoes he wears, those Italian designer <laughs> oh, shoes, my like God. Valentino or something like that. Like, you know, he could be like, he could be promoting some, you know, nice uh some new Nikes, new Pontifex Nikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sponsored tweets. Holy water bottles available for purchase. Yes. This is the I'm running this every time in the Pope Mobile. 
I mean, they're running. What is his accent? He's like, it's German. He's German. German. Yeah. He's German. Jock of our time, dude. The Nike shoes. Get them. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Something in there. Maybe he'll have a Christmas message for us. Maybe that'll be his first tweet. Mm-hmm. Like a nice like Christmas message. Something oh. about the nice little baby Jesus mm-hmm. being born all those darn years ago. With no animals around him. Clearly, That's no so animals. Bizarre. Some people got to eat. Now, how does that? I mean, okay, so they were like at an inn. They were like at a. But if it's not a. Is it a manger where animals hang out? It I was mean. It's a Motel 6. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so no animals are allowed. No. But they do keep a light on for me. Yes. There's going to be a lot of children that are bummed because they're not going to get a part now in the Christmas pageant because oh, the camel number this one. Is not it's good. Like, such a bummer. They've all lost their gig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is the now, they, now there's going to be. A little corded off area <laughs> with a guy with a little bow tie standing be- there with the animals on the outside. Can I get in? Yeah. I knew him. Last I'm year on the I list. knew him. I, was I think on the I'm on the list. list. Or it'll be riot police guarding it, like get Occupy. Back, you donkey. <laughs> and when is Assange going to release? When is, when is WikiLeaks going to release those stolen papal documents that his assistant took from his office? Oh, that's right. I'd like to read those puppies. Yeah. Some insider Pope. Stuff. <laughs> I'm sure it's all in Latin, so I won't be able to understand it anyway. Do you think he even speaks Latin? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think oh, you have yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think if you're Pope, you have to speak yeah, Latin. You have Definitely. to speak at least, at least 19 languages. That, yeah. And yeah. Understand everything about the Illuminati. Yeah. He's not but speaking none of them with any energy or... Oh, yeah. no, 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 like no, a robot. Like whatsoever. a robot. No, no, no. no. Yeah. no. How do we that's even a... know he's speaking a language? He's Maybe. Just, like, he's German. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to... Turns, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's here. No, 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 no. You can see the Pope. Well, and then when the other Pope, the Pope that everyone loved, the Polish Pope, when he was alive... I loved him. He was like, you know, hunched over, and he was like... For like man. ten years, I remember when my dad was doing the George Carlin show. So this was 1995. Mm. There was every. Uh, oh, I was so horrible. Around this time of year, the death pool would go around, and you would have to pick <laughs> ten people who you thought for sure would die, oh, and you'd those. put a hundred bucks in the death pool. In 1995, <laughs> we were putting that pope in. I mean, for like three years in a row, that pope was always going in. He didn't die until like 2000 and. Three, four, yeah. five. You I mean, know he. Why? Uh, why? Conserved energy. The only thing that moved was his little feet. <laughs> the rest of him was like a tree. Yeah. Mm. He might as well have been on a little, like one of those attractive. He was belts. like a Dalek yeah. from Doctor Moving Who. Moving forward, that's right. That's funny. Exterminate. Bless you. And I, I can't remember. Maybe I might have even uh, shared this thing with you when I was on your podcast last time. But I don't. I don't know if I did. But. I always thought it was the most amazing example of how religion really isn't quite what we are told that it is, was when that Pope was dying, John Paul was mm-hmm. dying, and he was literally in his last hours on earth, and I remember CNN was covering it, and they had um, shots of just like believers across the globe with candles mm-hmm. all converging, and the anchor said, tonight, millions and millions of people across the globe, believers, are praying for this Pope, he will be missed. <laughs> he didn't even consider the possibility. It might happen. That millions of prayers might for the one guy closest to God might have any effect. No. So is any individual prayer ever worth no. anything? I'm going to no. stop wishing for that bicycle I'd like. No, yeah, you might as well give up on that one. Yeah. Uh, well, not according yeah. to a newscaster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Whatever. 
He's dying. There wasn't even a chance that it would be. I mean, wouldn't some miraculous thing? <laughs> it would be yeah. really good for the faith if the, if he all of a sudden was dancing the next day. Yeah. Like, I'm back. <laughs> I'm young. <laughs> I'm 23. <laughs> and I have theater experience and everything. <laughs> he becomes Benjamin Button suddenly. He just gets beautiful. Like Grandpa Joe and uh, Willy Wonka. <laughs> totally. I can walk. Jolly. <laughs> Burp, Jolly. So um, I found out some cool little facts, actually, about Christmas that I wanted to share uh, with people. And um, uh, first of all, I thought it was interesting that the um, the Puritans uh, prohibit, uh, like, banned Christmas from the states, like America. Like, once you came to America, there was going to be no celebrating of Christmas. What? Yeah. So I'd say they, they succeeded. Well, well, and, and the thing is, is that so I'm thinking, you know, there's like these people who, you know, say there's a war on Christmas and all of that. Well, the Puritans, I believe, were the ones who waged the first war on Christmas. So how do they how do those Christians reconcile that with those Pur- nice Puritan people? Um, but of course, you could have Christmas in Pennsylvania for some reason, Pennsylvania, because I think there was Germans there. And actually, Christmas is a Germanic holiday. It started in Germany. Really? Uh, yes, it did. Well, according to Wikipedia. But um, it did. And that. So it didn't start with the birth of Christ? No. Not the celebrations. Not the celebrations the way, the modern celebrations the way they are. Uh, in medieval time, they had like, a, there was a lot of uh, ceremonies, but it was, a, it was considered just um, a day. No one, I mean, there was a, there was a gift exchange and, and stuff like that, but it was. It was more around an old pagan tradition, which is Saturnalia, basically. It was the Green Man. And the Green Man and, and the pagan stuff. Um, but the, the actual modern Christmas tree and decorating and, and Christmas carols and all that kind of stuff all started in Germany. Interesting. And then, because Christmas. Queen Victoria married a German and the whole German House of Windsor began, it became popular in England then. And then it started becoming popular because Charles Dickens wrote uh, Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah, and then Yay. it became started becoming more popular in the States after the Civil War, actually. But I just thought that was funny that the Puritans are like, fuck you, you're not, you're not celebrating <laughs> Christmas. You're not allowed to say anything. You're not allowed to do anything. Um, and, but here's what I like. They're like Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. There's no drinking, there's no dancing, there's no Christmas. This is they're the like, tea party back in the day? <laughs> I was going to say, they're like Mitt Romney. Kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I have, a, I have a dear friend who was a wild, wild man, Indian man in college, dear friend of mine, fraternity brother, wild guy, um, was known for things I shouldn't talk about on this podcast, sexual <laughs> activities that wow. were not necessary. Mm. And then, <laughs> Wait, unnecessary sexual activity. Mm. Let's just say he graduated with the fake middle name Lipton because he was known for a teabag situation. <laughs> And then became a devout Jehovah's Witness. Wow! Shortly after college, talk about shadow. Uh, yeah, and then wow. I went to like his wedding, and afterwards, like I'm drinking a drink, and I'm like, "Cheers!" He's like, "No, no, we don't do that." Wow! You can't even say cheers. You can't cheers my glass. <laughs> I can't you cheers. You could put your fist. I can't even want to say it. <laughs> but this glass was not where your fist was. So, am I allowed to shake your hand? I'd rather not shake your hand, even. Wow. I'd rather have a glass between us. Wow. People change, Ben. Yeah, they really change. They, they really do. He's trying to balance something out there. Yes. Wow. It's pretty amazing. That's, uh... They don't celebrate birthdays. They won't sing happy birthday. Yeah. So boring. Yeah. So boring. Yeah, right? So... Probably just eat egg salad every day. <laughs> <laughs> boring. Really. 
<laughs> yokes out, though. Yokes out. No, no yokes. No yokes. No yokes. Wow. No yoking around in this town. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Take a good night. <laughs> Wait. Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness. Wow. And what are they witnessing? Jehovah. <laughs> That's right. They witnessed mostly Jehovah and what he did. Jehovah. Wait, didn't wasn't that in Life of Brian? Didn't there was a, a line in there about Jehovah? About Jehovah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't even understand. like religions are so dumb to me. Organized religions in so many ways because like even even the title of Jehovah's Witness is inaccurate. Like none of them witnessed it. They've never seen him. We're Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, you were there? No, no, not there. Didn't no. witness it. No, but we are witnesses. But we're excited about the just the the concept of witnessing Jehovah. Right, exactly. <laughs> They're from a long line. Somebody exactly. witnessed it. Somewhere, somewhere down the line, <laughs> someone was to. standing right there. That's just they're like thrice removed. Well, they're like, they're like <laughs> second or third tier celebrities that go door to door that saw something that changed them so that they're almost close to the big deal. They w- right. They w- we witnessed. I witnessed the power of this. Can I come to your house and let's shake your hand? Maybe you'll get a little off the hand. Well, Don't see, me, please. Well, and that's what I find fascinating because, I mean, I've certainly had moments in my life where I have felt um, – touched by the sacred, I mean, or the transcendent. A hundred percent, absolutely. It's happened to me uh, numerous times in my life and profound moments. And yet, because of my cultural upbringing and the way I think about the world, I did not see it as Jesus Christ or or, or Jehovah. You know what I mean? Bella Reese. <laughs> you were literally touched by an angel. And, or, or an angel. I didn't see it as an angel. I mean, and, and that's what's always interesting to me is that some people can have the same experience of the transcendent because I think it's a human experience where you have this experience of being at one with or feeling an immense outpouring of love and unconditional uh, love uh, somewhere. And people see that as, you know, Jesus Christ coming into their heart, literally, you know, and that's how they culturally interpret it. And so I, you know, I, I don't have problem with people who have those experiences. I find it fascinating and I don't have problems that they call it Jesus or call it whatever they call it. It's just when they knock on my door and want me to call it what they call it. But yeah, for sure that, but even the first leap, not that I would want to stop them from having it, but I certainly don't understand it. I've experienced unconditional love from a human, so it was clearly a dead man from 2012 years ago. Yeah, but it's, it's beyond con- unconditional love from a human, though. I mean, it's a real sense of being at one with everything. I mean, like a true moment of, like, uh, nirvana or enlightenment. Because we are, and maybe they did a drug or had an experience that connected Abs- them to 100%, it. hundred percent, yes. How do they then make this leap to... So it's definitely the story that's been told, even though many, many parts of it, even the most avowed, don't believe because it is Because it is but the... Still. But well, it, I mean, and just, it is the narrative they already live... You know, yeah. in the, whatever community they're right. in. Yeah, yeah. And so they to just, some degree, it's imprinting. Yeah. You know, like, okay, you, you made that association with Christ. Where is that big feeling that I'm supposed to experience? Right. And then their heart chakra opens up. Right, exactly. One day and suddenly feel gratitude and love for everyone around them. And it is Jesus as opposed to Buddha or, like, the knowledge right, or the right. understanding yeah. Right, right. And then the, the it universe, becomes the exclusive you know? club thing, which is like, oh, no, my this is Jesus. But your experience, you're a, you're a pagan still. Right. You're a heathen because you don't have Jesus. And, and it's like... Hmm, really? Yeah, that that premise alone even is just the most insane thing to me because how even if one story is correct, 100% right. correct. Right. Even, let's say Christianity's got it spot on, Muslims and Jews are just totally Straight off out. base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if so, how when was Jesus in the Bible some egotistical rapper who's like <laughs> If you don't get my name right, fuck heaven. You don't get to come to heaven. I don't care if you did good works your whole life. 
You are not getting in here. Go have pomegranates with the devil. It's not Jesus, man. It's Jesus. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah, they're definitely, um, you know, humans, I think, do what uh, they want to do to make themselves feel better. Well, there's some stuff in there somewhere. I, I don't remember if it's St. Peter or which one that said, you know, if you believe in, in, in uh, say, his name or like... Before you die, say his name or something. It was. It's. I think it was. Well, Peter's saying that. that. Jesus himself's well, Jesus not saying that. It's hey, saying. man. Peter <laughs> was the you? first pope. We're back to the pope. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, he was. Yeah. yeah. He's. Yeah. There's just so many things that, 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 the, that just don't yeah. make any sense. But see, this is why Peter I was, like yeah. Christmas because it's all about the baby Jesus. Right. See, and the baby Jesus is cute. Babies don't cause problems. No, yeah, I mean they do baby. a little bit. They're stinky. Yeah, they change diapers and stuff like that. They're low class, but problems. they're cute. And for some reason, this baby Jesus had power. I mean, these three guys from Orient are. I mean, they came out of like you know they saw a star and like, hey, we've got to bring gifts to Look, this manger yeah. without yeah. any animals. Fine. There's no animals. Fine. Morpheus knew who. Needed was yeah see trinity they but knew just because he knew doesn't mean that he was able to do anything yet he didn't pull off miracles as a baby there's no miracle baby jesus stories he never turned mary's breast milk into white russians when did that happen <laughs> whoa god that's an awesome idea do you know what i think for my holiday party we're going to call the white russians mary's milk <laughs> nice. <laughs> love it nice. oh my god love it <laughs> I will drink some then. Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> from, from whose breast will they be coming forth? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to find a a virginal woman who's been touched by the hand of God. Let's just draw it out of a hat and make it up. That's what they did. Let's do that. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Because also, doesn't the Bible say we're all God's children? Huge loophole there. Yeah. So Jesus is the only son of God, except there's also billions of sons of God. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, Jesus even said that to us, that we were all his, his brothers, brothers and sisters. Right. So, so then, the same image. way to unravel their whole concept there. <laughs> right away. And Day like, one. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, I was raised Catholic. I'm an expert on this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. Thank God uh, we have an expert in Christ, that. Christ, the whole story is that God was like, <laughs> look, I'm angry and I've killed these people. And then part of himself went, I don't, I've never like hung out with them really. <laughs> I've just judged them and beat them and made them do things across the world. Walk for 40 days. I'm going to give you any clues. And uh, then he's like, well, I've never, like, what if I hung out with them, tell what? I'll just get a part of me and be, throw them in the flesh and be born or whatever. And then he can give me some insight. Like, I can connect with him. And then he's like, I don't want to leave the planet. I'm having free. These are my friends. You're my brother, man. You're my sister, man. Oh, why can't I have sex? And then I get killed. But still, he got a little insight through that whole transformation and the transmogrification of human so, God and all that. So, he so that's where we're supposed to get like, hey. Okay, so he basically sits next to God. And so God looks down on the earth and God's like, hey, I want to punish. I want to judge. And yeah. Jesus is like, hold on, hold on. Chill, Remember, man. He's like crunchy. Right, he's from like Oregon. Yeah. Dad, chill out. This guy's got They're six... humans, okay? Give him a break. Dad, this guy's got like six kids. Totally. But what is and he's it? like, are you working like 24 hours in the field? Or yeah, whatever? he's on, building stuff all the time. It's a good carpenter. And look, his wife is like <laughs> really nice, but she does, he doesn't even talk to her. I mean, but what does it say though about man? humankind that he, he told us to do all this stuff before he experienced us and knew us at all. Then he said, I'm going to get to know these guys. Came down and went back radio silence since then. He's like, forget it. The experiment is not worth it. They're not even. They look better from afar, as Bette Midler put it, from a distance. But see, <laughs> but see, this is what? this is where the Pope's Twitter account comes in, mm-hmm. because now the, the radio Excellent. silence will be ended. Right. Right. We will get or the will new, it. or 
Well, of course, on the 21st, it would all be done anyway, because the Mayans... You know what? If it were the end of the world, I I welcome it, because if there's some way all of us together and as a people and a a race of humans or whatever can all just sit in that lecture hall and get our TED lecture from the real deal. (laughs) Hey, everybody. uh, (laughs) We just want to tie up some loose ends. And your 18 (laughs) minutes are up. (laughs) God only gets 18 minutes at TED also. You get it now. You get it now. It doesn't matter the colors and whatevers. Okay. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? The religion thing was really, it was a big joke. I was was testing you people. And my name is Warren. <laughs> Just call me Warren. Okay. Because the other the other, the other one that like perplexes that. me to no end is he very interested in the, in the stories from biblical times. Like he was really really concerned to make sure the guy didn't kill his brother or whatever it yeah. was Abraham. But but current modern day his no. thoughts on genocide no opinion no none no opinion and there's like no bushes burning I mean if there are it has nothing to do with God it's think, just a wildfire yeah, humans are just his, who's been hired as who? the editor for the next bible I mean is there anyone running around obviously going like, Rupert Murdoch God, obviously. That, was, that was you right God yeah Rupert Murdoch thanks. obviously for sure yeah. <laughs> so um, um, do you guys like the holidays do you like this time of year yeah do you I do and that's go, all I'll say on that. Go, Aaron, go. Boy, I asked the great yes-no question, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a good interviewer. I like it. I don't like when it starts, like, on October 15th mm. and they're playing Christmas music everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Irritating. But it's fun. You know, there's always a little bit of drama. And there's always uh, a, a lot of festivities. Like, with, I'm from a big family, yeah. so... Um, I'm freaking out. I might not go home this year for Christmas, so that would be crazy. Oh, would it be like your first time not going? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That would be a really big deal. Um, somehow I'll get back. We're raising funds right now. <laughs> so <laughs> anyone listening right now. Baby home for Christmas. Uh, at if, Hot on the Red Carpet. Yes. has a PayPal account. <laughs> if you Perfect. don't go home, what if it creates a fifth season? Wouldn't Ooh, that be sad? The no. Or great. Right, note. delay. It delays Christmas mm-hmm. somehow. Wow. And then it lasts longer and you do not achieve your purposes whatsoever. We have now a six-month Christmas season. Mm. I'm guessing, though, if you don't go home, that um, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone will survive. And that um, it'll be really great next year. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's a really optimistic way to, to look at it. make sure you have the dough. Do you, there. And do you have, like, family drama? Like, you know people, like, some people dread going home yeah. for the holidays. I cannot do it at all. Do you have... No. Well, I mean, it's not major drama, although I was I was just home. That's the thing. Oh, and so it's, it's just a little harder. Yeah. I mean, I'm one of five kids, um, and I feel like they all talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, And I do... Whenever I'm home, I always walk the neighborhood. I walk or run it. And this time when I was there for my sister's turn 50, one of my sister's, Anna... I just did walks with my one sister, then with my aunt, and I got a new story every time about, like, this one's getting engaged, and I don't want to buy this dress. And then, like, even Aunt Pat, a nun, was like, I don't know what, you know, Aunt Ann said the other night at Thanksgiving wasn't very appropriate. I'm like, there is drama in my family. I'm going to start writing it down. I don't know why they all, like, tell me. They, I don't, and I don't think they're talking about me. Well, they'll talk about me in front of my face. So I'm the irresponsible one. Uh, uh, and oh. yet you're the uh, keeper of the stories, yes. clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the ones that they trust with the intimate uh, complaining. 
It's true. Huh. You're kind of like the therapist of the family. I am. Yes. Little bits. Mm-hmm, you are. It's true. Yeah. Because there's certain dynamics. Like someone doesn't talk to mom, but he but, talks yeah, to uh, me. Yeah, the middle person. Then I, uh-huh. Yeah. And in modern life, I mean, therapy and red carpet interviews have merged. Really, uh, that is modern therapy. It's just the red <laughs> Clearly. carpet trial at all. <laughs> People do. Oh, my God. They Who are you talk wearing and me. what are your deepest problems? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And what is, your, yeah, what is your terror, your night terrors about? <laughs> That's right. Right. You're wearing a very short dress by uh, Versace. Uh, problems growing up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a little short. A little short, isn't it? Short Not enough attention from Daddy? Overcompensating for something. That's you know, it, is, it is a cold season. It is a cold season. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to cover those knees. I did just watch It's a Wonderful Life that was on did recently. I've never seen that. Really? Oh, yeah, that's oh, a crime. Ben, you got to see it. it. You, you, it's really. <laughs> Top five best movie ever made. It, it really, really. No, I, good, I hadn't really seen good. it till like 10 years ago, and Bob's like, okay, he bought it for me. You know, sitting down and watching. And I was like, fuck, man, why hadn't I watched it this? It is so good. It really? is really good. Yeah. 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 It is iconic. And, um, and you know, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, a little fantasy and all that. But it's, oh, so warm and lovely. It's and, not a true story? Where he goes and well, sees... Well, there's the, an angel involved. Clarence. Clarence. So His name is Clarence. If you believe in angels, <laughs> then it's a true story, yes. Well, yes. well I'm going to watch it this holiday season. <laughs> you have to. Well, you can't now because you're not living. <laughs> yeah. you, you wished for not being here and you're not. Well, in that case, I'll, I'll just try, I'll try, to, I'll try to have someone tell me the story into an oral tradition. <laughs> well, that only happens in college. The oral tradition. Well, I wish I... I was back on Earth then. <laughs> okay, then. I'll take you to show you everybody that misses you. Come take a look. No, I'm already ready to go back. I, I, I've already learned this lesson. Have you? And I'm late. I'd really rather go back. Blink! <laughs> well, I'll say, you know, in the last, or one of the last scenes when he's freaking out and he's like, Merry Christmas, Bedford Falls! Yeah. You know, and then he knocks on Potter's window, who's in the wheelchair. He's the bad guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy. And he's like, Happy New Year, in jail. Well, nobody in my family can be anywhere with anyone and not say in jail like in jail um, like my friend's like your mom wished me a happy new year in jail like, what's going on have you done that with fortune cookie game right it's like happy new year in jail oh, you'll start baby. saying this now you have to oh my god and the other thing i noticed there's one cop yes for ernie i don't forget for which one's the cop City. For the whole town. town. Yeah, yeah one cop. one. Yeah. And he's always there. And he knows everybody. Yeah. trouble. Those are like the Mayberry RFD days, though. You know, we only had one cop. <laughs> one cop. Well, I mean, <laughs> one of the things that Mr. Potter did as a result of his Clearly, there was not enough regulation going on. His liquor and babes. That's right. It all slipped That's in. That's right. The I, you shouldn't go here, George. It's it's, it's not the place you, you remember. Oh, where, what's all? Do the liquor. What's all the, where's all the liquor? What, what's yeah. all this with liquor I'd like women? to get wasted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It is. It's. It's a. Uh, it's a tale of uh, of shadow and light, um, gratitude, taking things for granted. What's really worthwhile and valuable in our life? You know, it's a good holiday flick. Interesting. It is. It is. It, is. it makes you take. You know, and I. I mean, I always love the exercise of um, imagining. I actually did this once where I gathered a group of people and we did each other's eulogies. Oh, my Lord. What? <laughs> so that people could hear what people really appreciated mm. about them. And they'd really got that how valuable they were today so that they could hear it because you're normally dead when people are doing your eulogies. Let's do that. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's octagon table. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> 
<laughs> Kelly was a dear friend of mine. I could always count on her to make beautiful pumpkin bread. <laughs> it's it's did, a did, did people cry as though? You oh yeah, it's really? intense. It was wow, it was powerful, beautiful stuff. Yeah. It's the ultimate in like, oh, I get it. I I do have an impact on the world around me, which is really what the movie's about. Yeah, you know? for yeah. sure. Yeah. Did you Be at least present. follow that no up with like not talking to those people for like a week to really sell it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one say anything as we're leaving the room. <laughs> just ignore each other. Just no, no eye, no eye contact, no selling. No. Sorry, pretend she's dead. Pretend she's yeah, just dead. Pretend. Uh, yeah. No. And it was, it was, it was weird, but it was, I had just had this crazy idea and I like invited like 10 people to come and do it. My mom was one of them actually at the time too, which is kind of sad because then she did die. <sighs> But okay. you already had her eulogy already done, so <sighs> she was done. Yeah, she knew. She knew all the gratitude. Yeah, it was really, it was fascinating. So I highly recommend this Christmas everyone doing each other's eulogies. <laughs> oh. Make it a Christmas family tradition. <laughs> Gather around That's the dead so turkey. Creepy. Gather around the dead Christmas tree. Dead Christmas turkey. And <laughs> exclaim uh. your joy for each other's lives in detail. <laughs> My family's had a very funny debate happen. About how we're going to do gifts this year. Yeah. I thought it was really That's re- always a good debate. Yeah. Especially if you have a bigger family. Yeah. You know, my family's not enormous, but it's my brother and I and sister-in-law and new little baby and then parents and my uncle and aunt and then his two sons. And um, we usually get gifts for everybody. And it's a lot of gifts. No one really likes most of the gifts. It's a waste of time and money. <laughs> yep. And so I suggested last year that we do just like a gift exchange. We just buy mm-hmm. two gifts and do the, we pick them and then you can trade them and whatever, all those rules. And that was really fun, I thought. And this year... They want to go back to gifts, but not really. The big debate was, we're going to each buy gifts for our immediate family only, Mm. and then only for like a couple key people in the other family, and then open in front of each other, but just mostly our own family's gifts in front of the whole big group. And there's not that many people left over from that. I mean, you didn't have a huge family there. Leaving out like two people. (laughs) So like two people are like... The baby uh, gets From everyone. The baby gets a present. The 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 baby always gets a present. There are only two people that like just keep staring at all the presents and being open (laughs) and passing out. And then burst in tears. It will end Just in tears. Two. It'll end in tears, Ben. Oh, my yeah. God. And, and it's so funny, too, because, like, a friend of mine asked me to help her raise some money for her charity uh, called Fuck Cancer. And one of the recommendations she wrote in the email was try to turn, like, your Christmas party into or your Hanukkah party into a everybody give $10 to the charity. And right. I couldn't even think about suggesting it to my family. <laughs> like, imagine suggesting to your family, let's not do gifts. And instead, let's give money to a charity. Are you kidding? I want a Best Buy gift card. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I need a nano whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I I do generally, I do a big donation to like SIVA or something like that, which is the organization that will buy a goat for a family or something like that or chickens for a family so they can actually have food. Um, or milk or eggs or whatever. Or just um, animals in their manger. Yeah, or yeah. actual animals. Actual. That they'll yeah. build into animals. Somebody includes manage. a note on, on the chicken saying, use this for the eggs, don't kill the <laughs> don't chicken. Don't kill the chicken. Well, they, they do they do know that. And uh, and then I, you know, and then I'll say, you know, in your name, we donated this. But yeah, I mean, Bob and I exchange gifts, but, um, you know, it used to be we get the kids' gifts. You know, you get the nephews and nieces and everything like that. And we stopped giving it to all the brothers and sisters right, and all that right. kind of stuff because that got... It gets, yeah, complicated. This year, I think maybe we should just exchange GIFs. GIFs? Just GIFs. GIFs? Just images of us moving in one room in a funny way. <laughs> it would be great. Yeah, you could, well, you could come with a GIF yeah, and totally. go, oh, I thought you meant GIF. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what's a GIF? Most people <laughs> will say that. It's the Mitt Romney dance. <laughs> what's the, um, what do you do with a goat? Just okay, curious. So it's, it's, like it's an organization cheese. that like – so goat it's like – yeah, milk. They make yeah, so they make oh, they oh, drink the milk or they make cheese oh, okay. out of Not it. People with homes like, like yours. 
Okay. Yeah, you, Thank you. you there's <laughs> white screen television. I'm picturing like Culver City. Or you like. buy them. You can buy them rabbits, where they actually breed them, and then they use the pelts and they do eat them. But they breed so fast that you can they can turn. What over about them. a sweater? A sweater? Just a sweater. Just you buy a sweater. Make shoes, maybe. Well, you know, these people that yeah. live in, like, um, you know, indigenous areas in, like, the Central America and Africa and places like that. that. So sweater. they don't like board games? <laughs> All right. Okay. Clue! <laughs> be sad if it was, like, I su- love Clue. Super superstitious people, and they get this rabbit, and instead of using it for the pelt or for the meat, they just cut off the feet, and they're like, hope we get some luck. Ah! I hope something Whoa. happens we can eat. Right. I'm going to keep rubbing this foot. It smells delicious. I'm just going to rub it. <laughs> or like you know, you could just send them like a a power adapter for a smartphone. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> tease. Hi, we thought you this? might need this. Oh my god! In a hundred years, I don't send know. them some pop rocks. By the way, just to advertise a, a buddy who's hysterical, uh, Sean Morey has a great song called "Dear Santa." Uh huh. Where that's that's covers some of that. Oh, I will have to uh, find it. And, it's uh, play really it next funny, week. Sean Morey. Uh, like one of the things as a kid saying like I wanted super truck from the, the this with the type thing and the gun from sitting out the five da, da, da. and then the, the other one is dear Santa my name's Mabutu I want a stick <laughs> and it just goes on like that it's beautiful it's a very strange remember the old song the old hilarious Steve you should Martin. just get your family a stick yes yeah, that's what yeah. I did. <laughs> remember the old stick Steve of Martin? gum stick of butter they all work yeah. true right made from goat. Goat butter. There you go. Goat butter. It's good for stirring. Remember the old Steve Martin thing he did on Saturday Night Live a long time ago? He's sitting it's like, around the holidays called A Christmas Wish with Steve Martin. I think sitting I do by remember fire, this. His legs across, and he's like, if I had one wish to, 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 to grant this holiday season, it would be for all the children in the world to join hands in song. If I had two wishes, it would be for a brand new Corvette and, and then the children of the world to yeah, hold hands. If I had three wishes... And by the end, he's like, okay, if I had seven wishes, first I would want a brand new house, and then a car, and then, okay, and then think about the kids. And then, <laughs> so funny. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, so what do you guys want for Christmas? I would like all the children to give me a car. A <laughs> <laughs> cool that. Um, do you, do you, um, do you, uh, well, I mean, what do you think about, like, I mean, uh, part of Christmas, I mean, I had to change my Christmas life because my whole life, my mother was really into Christmas. My mother loved to shop, thankfully. She loved buying Christmas presents for me and my dad. And so Christmas was always this amazing thing at our house because there was way too much. And um, and we would have fun because my dad could like literally look at any shaped box of anything and shake it and know exactly what was in really? it. So we would like devise, we would like get... One year we got a tube, like a poster tube, and we shoved his pajamas in there. Awesome. And he like grabbed it and squished his like pajamas. We're like, oh, oh no way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Christmas was amazing. And then in 1997, my mom died. And I had to like, I mean, I was grieving my mother, but also Christmas would come. And it would be like, there's nothing under the tree. It was like this. And I had to learn to uh, detach from my like this I, I mean this horde of gifts I used to get from my mother to like probably a normal person's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm pretty detached from it all. I don't like at all like I don't Bob and I are like, oh we'll exchange a few things. And I love buying stuff for other people. That's my thing. Yeah. I mm-hmm. you know, I like having you know, it's hard uh, either I'm baking or I'm you know, going out and getting little things. And God, I wish I was like a billionaire because I was a billionaire man. I'd be like mm. Oprah. I would buy people the coolest. I'd buy you that Corvette. God damn it. <laughs> I would because it's just so 
there's nothing better than watching someone open the perfect gift. Like, yeah. you know, you've gotten like the one that they're like going to die. And you're like, oh, I'm so excited. Great joy. Was your dad able to like celebrate Christmas and like, and like not be cynical about the Totally. The story behind it? Completely. Really? Oh, yeah. Completely. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the, at least even like during the gift opening, be like, y'all know this is bullshit, right? No, not at no, all. Really? No, not at all. No, we loved it. No, he, we loved opening presents. And no, dad's a very normal human. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't I mean, wasn't degree, always commenting on the world. <laughs> to some degree, if you remove the artifice and all the other stuff, it's about, you know, that's why that movie, It's a Wonderful Life, it's about appreciating um, uh, each other and being giving and having a present day, you know? Yeah. Having a day where you're present. And appreciative, uh, and then the all the oh, all we the totally rest. misinterpreted the word present in that yes. one, didn't we? Yeah, you did. Let's see, with present, present. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. yeah. yeah. Right? This something is true. Like this is true. I was just thinking, maybe if if you really wanted to give me something, uh-huh. um, you could just save some money and on the plane ticket and just get me a goat. <laughs> um, so for all the listeners out there, if you go to at Hot Red Carpet and you want to donate a goat or a herd of them, that would go across the country. A herd of goats. <laughs> that would go across the country. Are we going to strap you to the goats? I, I don't know. I just think it will be fun. A little sleigh, maybe? Yes. The goats could there be you go. a sleigh. I'll put on a Santa hat, and it'll be great. Yeah, we can put wheels on it, I suppose. You have to go on the highway with that. A couple that. of guys on horses, push, making sure the goats get across the country. Maybe Daniel Stern and Billy Crystal, if you're lucky. Yes. Oh, there you go. Take it. Yeah, I'll take it. It's getting better and better. Feature. I'm thinking, actually, Daniel Craig would be much hotter. Oh, yeah. 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 I'll or, do that. Or the or the great Christmas message from Jack Palance playing his evil twin brother in Sea Slickers Two when he said, <laughs> "You know what the real meaning of life is? There we go. Whatever the hell this is, and gold." <laughs> <laughs> well, um, did you guys ever have any weird experiences on Santa's lap? I don't know if I ever sat on. Did Santa's you ever lap. sit on Maybe Santa's lap? Maybe once. I'm a Jewish boy. It was not oh, it yeah. was frowned upon. <laughs> Maybe now, once I did. did I was you, like, can I please? When did you like give up on Santa? I never believed you in never Santa believed for in one Santa. Second. Never because you were had Hanukkah and you were doing yeah, the Hanukkah. I didn't believe thing. in Hanukkah Harry either. I didn't believe in Hanukkah anything. Harry. John that's Lovitz. A, now Santa Claus is something you can believe in. Hanukkah Harry. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Lovitz portrayed him in he such was a great. way I believe. <laughs> what, look what I got you, kid. Socks. Nine pairs. <laughs> Don't leave this milk out. It'll curdle. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember. Um, being sat down on an old Jewish man. <laughs> wow. wow. He might have been out of work. Wait a yeah. minute. You know, yeah. just, he had the beard and everything. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I ever believed in growing up, I think, was for a brief, brief time was the tooth fairy. Was the tooth fairy? I was just confused. I'm like, it mu- cause I'm, I never caught my parents putting that money under my pillow. Yeah, like, I did. possible? Yeah. You got them? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I remember that. I was did you like sleep through it? No, my dad came to tuck me in and he kissed me goodnight and he like, he would, sometimes he would like almost strangle you or he'd like fall asleep and you're like, dad, I can't breathe. (laughs) And he'd be like, oh, sorry. So he put his arm underneath the pillow, Uh you know, like hugging me or whatever. And then he left and then I looked, I was like, yeah, I knew it. Right. Score. But I didn't tell them until the next morning. Dad, you're a I, fairy. <laughs> See, I would have kept my mouth shut. Because, you know, you want you to keep that going. Well, I want to keep the 50 cents. <laughs> yeah, you want to keep that going the next year. Next, yeah. next molar or whatever right, it is, right. you know. I'm just so cynical, though, about all of these. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I think we have to just blame ourselves for everything that's wrong with the world. Because just from day <laughs> really? one. Yeah, because Wait, from day one of life, we just start spinning lies. It's like. 
We want to have like an organic, honest relationship with our family. At least it starts at home and closeness. Yet from day one, your parents are there. You have to trust your parents. Whatever we say goes. There's this fairy you're supposed to believe in. <laughs> and this Santa guy that gives gifts to and everybody. And an Easter bunny. And an Easter bunny. Mm. Believe this. And they tell it to them for like 15 years. Well, you know years. what? I think that so is... So they learn from the outside world it's not true. Right. And so I think that is, that is a training of the parents. Because ultimately the parents are telling you, don't believe anything. <laughs> you got to be ready for the real world because in the real world, everyone's going to fucking lie to you. Yeah. So, so we're get ready start and tough it up now, kids. Start, start with us. us. Start with us. That's true. And trust no one. That's what I learned. You know, do they Peter Graves from Mission Impossible? I mean, where do we actually try to, to be, get, create people with some kind of genuineness as a as a value from day one? But I think you know that what? starts in college. But when I but when I <laughs> I gave up on the Santa Claus thing, I wasn't like distraught or anything. It was just kind of an organic thing, like. Yeah, I didn't think Santa could really get that big stroller down the chimney. Like, I got it. Like, right. Mom probably right. bought that, you know, or whatever. And But, I mean, I did – I remember being of an age and putting out the Oreo cookies and the milk and um, – it was, it was, you know, and dad was happy because he was a stoner. So he was happy. With that. <laughs> and I remember waking up a couple of Christmases where there was presents and it was magical. Like yeah. completely yeah, magical. Santa had come and the night before there was nothing there. And now there is stuff there. And, and they would, your parents would say, this is from Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Santa came. Yeah, I mean, I think I was three, four, five. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yep. When I was I seven, my... So I'm youngest of five, so they all know there's no Santa Claus. But I still there. I'm in the illusion that there is. Um, my one sister Denise got like no presents, and, it, and she was almost crying. You know, she was so upset. Like maybe she got one or two, and then finally my mom's like, "What is going on?" She goes upstairs and she brings back down like two big Macy's shopping bags. Oh, would you look at this? Santa <laughs> left a bunch of presents in my room for Denise. It was like ten gift wrap things. Like, I mean, they had five kids. They she forgot to put Denise's presents right, under right. the tree. So I was like, hmm, oh, wait no. a minute, something's fishy. And then the following First year, clue. yeah, right, Some, someone's fucking Santa Claus. Yeah, exactly. I got up wow. uh, um, to go to the bathroom or something, and I see my mom like in her green bathrobe, like running in from the porch with the big whatever, and I was like. She's like, it was just a Christmas elf. I'm like, yeah, it's cool, Mom. I get it. Like, yeah, I'll pretend I, I believe it because you guys want me to believe it. Yeah, but. I did the thing where I we had a we were living in an apartment in Venice and uh, and there was an extra bathroom and it was always closed. I never went in there. It was Jason to my dad's office and for some reason one day I went in there and then there was something in the shower bath. Like remember those like thick glass you know doors mm-hmm. but crinkled so you couldn't really see through. You know, there's something in there. And then I pulled, and it was a big pram for a baby doll. And it was like, I was like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 okay, now I gotta, gotta be cool about this. I didn't see I gotta it. keep it for like a week. Nothing. I gotta keep it inside me for a week. You know, <laughs> I'm getting a pram. I'm getting a pram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Oh, we were detectives at the house. Uh, oh, you know? yeah. It's like, okay, they're gonna hide them there this time. No, they moved them. They moved them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you go look in that. My little sister would, you know, you go in that area. And I go there. And we'd find the box or whatever. But I do remember that in our family, it was a meeting. You know, like, <laughs> your sister's asleep, so um, your mother and I would like to have a talk with you. No! <laughs> you know that uh, thing about Santa Claus? Santa Claus. It's a meeting. We did that because we love you, but Santa Claus doesn't exist. I know. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. Don't tell your sister. She's still, 
She still believes our lies. <laughs> All right. It was like you're being debriefed by the CIA or something. Yeah, a little bit of that going. That was during, like, right, you know, Dad was into Kennedy before. <laughs> Goodbye, Kennedy. We're <laughs> into that whole thing. So. Yeah, I think the only lie my, my, my parents ever told me was, well, I think I, I just way too early one time asked how babies are made. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure my dad told me, Oh, when two people love each other, they kiss and a seed passes between their mouths. What? <laughs> wow. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Dad didn't want to get all complicated. And, no. Not you know, then. That, that is down complicated. There, down there. I'd be like, worse. what? A seed yeah, in their mouth? I anybody for a long time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah that's dangerous. seeds in my mouth. Very dangerous. <laughs> that's right. Floss. And where does floss. it come? The seed? Does it come out of the oh, tooth? Is it coming out from the oh, thinking Somewhere inside. Yeah, and coming up. Yeah. So I didn't do any mouth kissing. I just did a lot of banging with no mouth kissing for many years. Oh my God. <laughs> With the Jehovah's oh. Witness. Oh, and I, I was excited because I found tea out. Tea party. <laughs> uh, speaking of tea party, um, no cheers. Uh, well, we won't go into the war on Christmas right now. But I find out what Kwanzaa is about. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm it's si- about a thing. I'm signing up. Something? I'm signing up for Kwanzaa. Really? I am. Okay, so here's what Kwanzaa is. It's December 26th to January 1st of every year, and it culminates in a feast and gift giving. And it's based on seven core principles, unity, self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. I don't know. It sounds kind of nice. Like you get to hang out with your neighbors. You get to like help each other, like talk about what a community is. You get to own who you are. That's why it's never caught on. It's about good, important things. It is. Nobody cares. It's about like things of actual value. Like people, they focus on, they probably have a meeting and talk about that. I don't know, but I want to try it one year. You You have to be black to do it? I don't know. Uh, But, you know, Lamert Park is right down the hill. I could go down and, you know, and and say I'd like to participate in your Kwanzaa celebration. Pull a Gene Wilder in Silver Street who goes (laughs) in the bathroom and rents the shoe polish. (laughs) I love that film. I love that film. Oh, my God, I love that film. (laughs) Hey, my brother, what's going on? So I'm, I'm, now I like Kwanzaa. Like, I used to make fun of, like, what's Kwanzaa? I'm like, oh, Kwanzaa. Oh, it's like, ooh, it's like actually, like, deep and meaningful. Like way more meaningful. But than this where Christmas did it come crop. from? Like all of a sudden they were just like, we want. It have came a new from holiday. like the mid-century where the African American community wanted their own holiday celebration that wasn't put upon them by the mainstream uh, culture, and so they decided they they actually created it and they kind of came together. I don't know if there was a, a, a Kwanzaa committee. Yeah. So a now Kwanzaa when collective. you say the mid-century, it's what, 1950? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's not religious at all. It's, no. It's, it's an African-American holiday. Yes. For that community. Yes. Yes. Based do, on their value system. Do black people celebrate it or yeah. do they all, they really do? Really? I mean, I it's at least four, right? I mean, somebody's got to be. Well, there's like seven candles, right? There, I think there's seven core principles. So yeah. maybe there's seven candles. It just sounds like a self-help book. When you started reading that brochure that you just read, I was like, oh, snore. <laughs> like, bring the presents and the eggnog. I'm see you later. Well, maybe the seven habits of highly effective holidays. Yeah. So maybe each, <laughs> each <laughs> Stephen Covey, each I core principle, you can have you can have a gift to go with each core principle. The gift of you could you find can do that in Hanukkah unity. Too. So unity could be Velcro. Or scotch yes. tape brings glue. things together, glue things I would, like that. Do you that. want to open up a thing of Velcro on, on Chris? On you know Kwanzaa what? Day Bob one? would love Velcro or <laughs> epoxy or something some like that. I'd like this. Velcro rollers. Uh, Self determination. Um, that uh, could be. Can you go into the heroin. woods and come back out without dying? 
for a night. <laughs> yeah, totally. Self-determination. Uh, and you inject a lot of drugs into your system and make it through. Right, exactly. Uh, collective work and responsibility. Uh, you could do... Um, responsibility, like that's not fun. That's not holidays. Collective work responsibility of Barack Obama's you know, domestic it, policy. It does. It sounds a little um it Sounds like communist. four people in the Sorry, kitchen trying to work it together does. to it make a meal. It sounds a little meal. drab, that one. It's a little grain brown, that, that one. Yeah. Uh, cooperative economics, too. A little drag. I mean, drag. am I in, like, an econ class? So I know do I have to pass this in order to get my degree? I don't... Okay, maybe it's just a creativity. I like that one. All right, I'll go. I'm we'll go with that one. The worst thing ever. This has got to be, like, an interesting listen for African Americans and, and just black people in general. They're hating us right four now. Four people, people. And one guy sitting quietly <laughs> laughing at us. A Mormon, an ex-Mormon. Yeah, as we, like, and try to deconstruct or construct so, what this is. So, basically, uh, I will find a Kwanzaa expert for next week, and we will. I will interview them. There and we go. Cooperative economics is, is one, so they have to bring fairy tales into every holiday. <laughs> uh, this is true. Yes. <laughs> Damn you, it's... Glebe. <laughs> Always bringing me down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... I thought uh, it was like a shelf for Ikea. It's got a sound. Kwanzaa. <laughs> Put that. Put your glass on the Kwanzaa and come over here. Did you come over right. and help me build this Kwanzaa? Yeah, it's it's a two-person job. It's got just. A, it's that's it's all. It's but a mixture of a credenza and a quandary. Credenza, see, yeah, a quandary. Quandary. It's a quandary about a credenza. How do we build this credenza? It's a quandary. It's a Kwanzaa. <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, uh, I, I I hope all people who um, celebrate. celebrate the Kwanzaa, um, celebrate and, and enjoy their Kwanzaa. And, I, and I'm and i guessing a little Christmas sneaks into. I'm just guessing. You know what? I'd like yeah. to celebrate with with everyone. Why can't I would love to have Christmas and go hang out with some Kwanzaa people and get one of the seven or what, how many, nine days of gifts in the, uh, eight, the, eight, eight. Eight. In the Hanukkah. Like I never got that. Right. Got once. No? One what? year we got eight gifts. What? what? Yeah, never got it. Got, we got Christmas style one night of like two or three gifts. And then one year, my parents were like, we'll do the eight gifts. And they would really, A, in their defense, they didn't have the budget for it. But the gifts, except for the last night, were very poor excuses for gifts. Literally, <laughs> night one, it was like, an eraser. I'm like, this, is a, this counts as a night? I'm not even talking a separate eraser. They pulled one this off the end counts. of a pencil. Oh, this my God. This counts as a night? The <laughs> <laughs> next night was the rest of the pencil. Oh, the no. Next night was like, here's some Velcro. A, yeah, here's a piece of chocolate. Like, here's a serious? See, Kwanzaa's looking toys. up now. <laughs> Hello? I'm going to say Kwanzaa trumps Hanukkah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I agree, yeah. So, but and now you people do Christmas. You do like a Christmas thing. Well, we do Hanukkah, and then... We, we do Hanukkah, and then we've lately, because my brother married a Christian girl, we go to Santa Barbara to do Christmas also. So oh, okay. Both now. Aren't you psyched? I, You're psyched. I'm pretty psyched yeah. about that. Yeah. Have you, does anyone ever done the Christmas mass, the midnight mass? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to go all the time. Sure. Yeah. I go for the music. And it's the, the best. Yeah, the music is the best. It's, great. it's really the only day of the year you go to you go to church because the music is really good. Hanukkah's not even religious. It's just literally, I think, created the Jews, like, just economically were like, we need to compete with this. I and thought it was all no. about the miracle of the oil oh, yeah, burning. Oh, the oil, but come on. <laughs> the miracle of the oil. Oil, oh, oil, oil lasted eight days. It did. That's the big celebration. You know how often I've run my car on very close to empty <laughs> for far longer than expected? So we should be celebrating that then. We really That's should. a miracle. <laughs> it is literally the same miracle. 
<laughs> well, that's your people. That's, you know, that's, that's the miracle that's of your, your people. Heritage, that's right your heritage right there. Exactly. That's the superpower you get. <laughs> that's true. My car never runs out of gas and it's beyond all odds. Lucky. <laughs> bastard. Especially with it hovering around four bucks a gallon. Speaking of bastards, you brought it right back to Christmas, didn't you? Damn you. Of course I always do that. <laughs> now, there's a, a great... I'm, I'm just going to walk around this holiday season saying this great little Latin phrase. It's Dias Natilis Solus Invicti. I think it just rolls off the tongue and it means <laughs> the birthday of the unconquered sun. S-U-N, not S-O-N. It's like pre-Christ, like, it's like, like, this is like what they were saying. It came back. Who, who says this? Uh, I don't know. Oh, S-U-N. That makes Wikipedia. more sense. Yes, yeah, yeah. S-U-N. Because the, the Jesus settlement thing was conquered pretty good at the end, wasn't it? Well, well he, he was nailed to the cross. The afterlife. Let's let's say the the reincarnation thing. Yeah, and then that's where the Easter Bunny came from. And I compare you to a kiss from. Wait, can you say that phrase again? Because I want to make sure it's 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 Dias Natalis Solus Invicti. I'm actually currently taking Natalis. Every uh, you have every to be morning. careful with that. Yeah. Natalis. And I take solace from that. Uh, I think Natalis celebrates Kwanzaa. Oh. What? Uh, here's here's another. Here, I love the story about the Puritans. I love the Puritans. They were just crabby people. Following the Protestant <laughs> Reformation, groups such as the Puritans strongly condemned the celebration of Christmas. Like I said earlier, because they were considering it a Catholic invention, they called it the trappings of popery <laughs> and rags of the beast. Huh, rags of the beast. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Rags of the beast. Like, what is the rags part? Is that the <laughs> Santa outfit? I'm confused. I rags of the beast. You it's, know what? Those Puritans really needed to get out a little bit more. It's the would, cloaks. Like it's like maybe. The garb, maybe. Oh, maybe because the Pope has like yeah. all the finery and everything. But on the flip, maybe maybe the Puritans had it right. Maybe that would have they they were Solved kind of in favor things. of not creating these lies to tell children starting at okay, day one. Okay, that is true. That is true. And the whole commercialization of it all and all right. of that, you know. Sorry. So you <laughs> I liked being lied to. <laughs> I love being lied to. I do remember enjoying it. It was almost like you had a three dimensional movie at the house. Like there's going to be a surprise tomorrow. I'm going to walk in. There's going to be a surprise. Someone wrote some gifts. If in there for me. There's going to be like nine, maybe eight. Who uh, knows? Even if I get two. Uh-huh. I didn't know about that beforehand. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And some weird miracles. There's going to be, a, there's gonna be a Tonka truck, maybe. maybe. You know? Uh-huh. What else? I've never, I've never a bright this light. Now, but I wonder, light bright. So Christmas, all the gifts have to come from Santa, right? So do you not, well, so would the kids not buy presents for their parents and stuff? No, yeah. Not until you had, had like more than just allowance. Yeah. But like at that point, but you would buy I, them and that wouldn't come from Santa? Well, you'd, make, you'd be past for your the parents. Santa. Yeah, you'd make you'd something make, at school. Like, yeah. I want to say that I remember uh, some gifts from my parents in addition to oh. the Santa. Like, me too. Here, yes. And they'd be like clothes yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Here's some socks. Know, here's a shirt for you from me. I'm yeah. Like, totally. It's interesting yeah. as Santa. Yeah. So it wouldn't be like... Hi, Mom and Dad. I made you this great macaroni mask, and Santa gave you all these things, and my parents gave me shit. They gave me nothing. Yeah. So it wouldn't be that let down. There would also be parent gifts. There, oh, there, from yeah. Santa? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's parent gifts. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's, that's also what's sad is <laughs> okay. it's kind of just part of the game, part of the illusion. Well, if we, honey, if, you're, if we're going to have Santa gifts, yeah. what about, well, what about ours? I mean, like, we don't like our kids, but Santa does. Right. We have to give them something. Maybe and then, and then they're why. giving each other gifts, too, which yeah. aren't really from Santa that's necessarily. Why so many Christian people end up hating their parents. Jewish families stay very close because we're just like, I'm going to get you gifts. 
It's from me. Please know there's a gift receipt in there if you would like to bring it back. You know, it's very practical. Very practical. But one, some of the fun we used to have too, uh, when uh, as when I was older, uh, teen years and older, is we would make clues on the name tags to to what the gift may be. No. To who? So who it was from? You know. So we would like you know Walter Mitty or so, you know I don't know who it would be, but we would you know and then you'd have to guess. Oh, this is from Queen Elizabeth. Hmm. What could it be from yeah. Queen Elizabeth? Hmm. A tiara? I don't know. I didn't ask for a tiara this year, and so yeah, we would we would do that too. That was fun. Bob and I do a little of that too. That's cool. Well, I think it's a Carlin tradition, I guess. I don't understand what that is. So you 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 put tags. Yes, you, know, you put you know. tags to 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 like to, da- to dad from Kelly, but mm. instead of from Kelly, it would be from uh, the Sphinx. You know, maybe I'd get him a puzzle. And then I got you. <laughs> yeah, and then when cute. he would open it, would you say, "By the way, that was for me"? No, because he would go, you "Oh, never the Sphinx." Credit? He would know it was my handwriting. You have to be a handwriting expert now? <laughs> yes. Why are you Christians trying to no, no, obfuscate no. the truth no, so no, much? No, no, no. A, I'm not a Christian. B, I would <laughs> hand him the gifts and say, hmm, oh, look, the Sphinx got you this, Dad. So therefore, if I'm oh, handing oh, him okay, the gift, okay. he would know it was okay. from me. I mean, basically. But we played this game. There's a dog next door. Oh, I yes. Thought it was someone next door. If you can hear murdered. that. Merry Christmas. It's the, <laughs> it's the, it's the Christmas goat. <laughs> They're murdering oh, the go. Christmas He's goat. already here. Yes. <laughs> the goat's okay. trying to goad you out of the studio. Yes. yes. Oh, trying to goad you out of the studio. Mm. So um, what else do we have here? Uh, um, what? Oh, we have a song, but not quite yet. Almost a song. Almost a song. We have a song, a live song that uh, Logan's going to sing for us nice. today. Nice. Uh, what else was I going to say? Look at that bike. Was that Christmas last year? Uh, no, that is a uh, Schwinn bike. Everyone. Uh, our Sorry. neighbor was selling it uh, garage sale for five bucks, and it what? was out. No, no, no. It did not look like that. Oh. So I'm we like, bought it for five dollars, <laughs> and then Bob put you know hundreds of dollars into it, and it gets ridden once a year. It's beautiful at, uh, it's on July. Christmas, <laughs> on Fourth <laughs> of July, <laughs> to go to the Fourth of July parade. Oh, speaking of which, I think there's a holiday parade in our neighborhood. It's if it's anything like the Fourth of July parade, it's barely worth going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, it is weird being like in a warmer climate during the holidays. Yeah, you know, mm. than the East Coast, and there's like the big lighting and Marina Del Rey, like the boats. Yeah, going yeah, yeah it's a boat thing. Yeah, the boat. We're lighting the boats. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Well, when we put our our Christmas lights up, you know, and they're icicle lights. Yeah. you know, and it's like this is really sad. Yeah, we have to pretend there's icicles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's excellent. And or you don't have to get rid of real icicles. Maybe you're right. You're probably that could right. you to death as That's you wake true. up in the morning with your coffee. I never grew up in a, a cold climate, so I don't know that pain. Well, every every Christmas I just watch the movie The Thing. <laughs> you know, John Carpenter's <laughs> thing. Have that going on a loop. Yes. You know, That's it's, festive. Uh, it's very chilly there. <laughs> <laughs> And that sounds like uplifting. It's good. Yeah. Actually, uh, honestly, the best Christmas I've had, uh, my father had a heart attack. I got to take care of him in uh, Texas, and we both sat and watched. Uh, what is it? Is it uh, the M- MMX fighting, or was it the, you know, that The fight, UFC? The the fighting. The full-on. octagon MMA. type fighting. Right, MMA, right, right. The cage. We watched MMA, and I would <laughs> run to his computer and check out to make sure that, like, to, to let him know if that guy really broke his arm or not. <laughs> Oh my gosh! He was like so tickled about that. Oh my god, he's okay. Is he okay? Go check. And I would check it out. 
It was a blast. Best Christmas ever. Yeah, till four in the morning we watched that stuff. See, now, see, this says a lot about what Christmas really is about then. Yeah. You know, it's about kind of hanging out and having these like lovely, simple human moments between people you love. We told everyone we were sick. No, we can't go. See, yeah. You know, thanks for the invite, but But everyone's got a cold. (laughs) I just had, I just had a heart attack. (laughs) So I'm not going anywhere. He's lying. He said heart attack. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to do that a little bit this time of year, lie about things so I don't have to go anywhere. Because it really is, like I said, it's about doing nothing. It's about love and lying, Christmas. It is. Love and lying. Yes, love it's and lie. It's about, lie. It's all about lying. I want to hang with my Jewish friends. You can Christmas. take a day off. I, try, I was going to take today off, and then you're like, do you want to come to the podcast? And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I can't say no to things. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so there's a good New Year's. New, we're not even on to New Year's resolutions what in the show, but... True. Now we know. Now we know where your where your comfort zone is, Mister. Where we're going to pull you right out of that, and we're going right. to we're going to have you make a commitment to all of us by the end of the day. So you're going like, to learn make, to say no. Make a commitment to Allah. I'm like, really? To all <laughs> yes. of us. Allah. Allah. Vus. Allah. Vus. That's a proper name. Praise yes, be. It is. So um, I would like to um, invite Logan's going to sing a song for us. Uh, Logan was. Uh, visiting his family l- last week. We're going to borrow Aaron's microphone here. And uh, Logan's nephew is born. Uh, his name is Ari. And uh, so Logan, because Logan is a singer-songwriter, uh, when great events happen in his life, he writes songs about them. And he played the song uh, for me last week uh, in rehearsal because he was going to go to Sit and Spin and play it for the crowd. And... Uh, <clears throat> I think this song says everything about um, what the holidays are all about. Well, Enjoy. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. This is called Ari the Lion. The lion, I hear you crying, I know you're trying to speak. Soon you'll be fluent, you'll have help through it. Maybe someday we can talk about this song. We met when you were three hours old First thing your father showed me Was your vestigial instinct to cling With hands and feet in response to touch You see, we all used to ride the jungles on our mother's backs a hundred thousand years before baby Bjorn. <laughs> Ari the lion, the light is blinding, and I know you're trying to see. Soon you'll be dressed to be stressed and impressed. By people, by power, possessions, and things 
all feel the need to belong Maybe someday we'll talk about this song When you were only three days old Your hand was freezing cold Your dad gave you a blanket You just swatted it away Ari, you're gonna be okay Your mom put on your hat and told me all about your name so Watch out for half-truths and greed Make time to daydream and sing You already know how to breathe yourself that's the most important thing walk like you know exactly where you're going embrace the unexpected and change no matter what anyone tells you you don't need cologne if you regularly bathe <laughs> Ari the lion I hear you crying I know you're trying to sleep Soon you'll be rested and dressed to invest in our world You'll be tested by everyone you meet Ari the lion I hear you crying And I know you're trying to speak So you'll be fluent You'll have help through it Maybe someday we can talk about this song I hope someday we can talk about this song Beautiful, Logan. Thank you. So beautiful. What a gift to give a new life. Oh. Really, just so gorgeous. Um, Kid's 30 now, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It took him 30 years to write that song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so thank you, Logan, for sharing that. Thank you so much for letting me play that. Anytime, darling, anytime. Look at that, live music. (laughs) (laughs) Take two, take two, take two. So we're going to wrap things up here. Um, Aaron, what are you up to? Uh, are you, so if you don't go, if you don't go away for the family, what do you? Are you, you got any gigs coming up? You got any things? You I got you? Yeah. Well, uh, the Brown Judy Show is doing really well. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Um, I do a show with comic Jason Duty. It's called the Brown Duty Show. It's a movement. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about crap. Um, it's just their names. Seriously, where was your head? Yes. Placement with Stop their names. it. Exactly. <laughs> so check it out. It's on uh, Global Voice Broadcasting, gvbradio.com, Tuesday nights live. I'm not sure who's coming in this week, but we've had some 
we've got some really big ones coming. Good. I, yeah. I had a great time when I came down. It yeah. was really fun. You're you a guys, blast. You guys are fun to hang out with. Yeah. We just moved to a new studio and it's it's good stuff. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. I'm doing stand-up this week at this show called Women Women in Wine. So that's why I signed up. Um, yes. Smart girl, you. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'll take that offline. Um, the show is on Santa Monica Boulevard next to the Complex Theater at a place called Oh My Ribs. Oh My it's Ribs. Theater. Oh My Ribs. Oh My Ow. Yeah. Ow, My Ribs. Yeah. That hurts. Damn. I, I, th- I thought of barbecue. So oh My I thought ribs. of barbecued first, though. Craziness. <laughs> and Mr. Bono, what are you up to? Uh, I am painting a lot uh, for the next three weeks. And uh, doing playing a little catch up at the end of the year to make sure the slate's clean for new painting reconciliation for a, time a little bit uh-huh. uh huh I'm doing stand up on the 23rd at the Improv with Rick Overton and I believe I'm doing that with you you mm-hmm. a whole group of awesome yeah people, big right? polymine group we've got a great group of folks yeah some storytelling some, some music some stand up absolutely it'll be an eight hour show oh I, my yeah, god of course it will. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Mind the Gap shows are always are always eight events. hours. We yes, people come we love and them. camp out. We love it. It's always amazing lineup for like fifteen bucks. You get like nine like amazing performers, amazing, wonderful people. Yeah, and I also uh, I'm we'll see. I think I'm gonna see if I can squeeze out another Electric Bono Land before the nice. year's up. Funny. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's on my website chrisbono.com. You know, if you want to catch up with please the catch nine up with episodes, with, got to do another one. So I want to bring good. my red carpet to your show. Oh, that'd be <gasps> awesome! Right. Oh, I'd love yes. to do a surreal thing where you pop up there with the rock. Oh my God, let's do it. Yeah. Yes, I like that. that cool. Would be rocking. Okay, good. And Mr. Right. Glebe? Um, I actually am trying to take one week off from good. my podcast next week. I'm just playing a bonus episode I did, so that'll be cool. But my podcast called Last Week on Earth. It's also on Smodcast Network. And then you know what? In a couple of weeks, it will be the last week on Earth, so it'll be really helpful. It's all coming down to this. Thanks. I'm taking one week off, and I need to do the next two. I need to do the one before the end of the world. Yes, you do. You do. And the one after the end of the world. I have to be there also. Oh, that's right. true. Yes. Right. Um, you, have, and you have to change the name of your podcast then. This is true. <laughs> the first week of the Earth. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Start again. should be. It should be. Start eight, all over. Eight, ADD. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brand new time where the whole culture totally commits to having no I, attention span. I think we should reboot. I think it'd be good. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> and, and then, and then after the end of the world, also on the twenty, on the, well, on the seventeenth, I'll be on Chelsea lately. On the twenty sixth, I'm doing my eighth annual eggnog demonstration at the Hollywood Improv during the Comedy Juice what? Show. What? A, yeah, That's every year I teach the crowd how to make a proper eggnog, and it involves me getting very plastered on stage. Ooh! Um, so that's pretty fun. It'll be on the 26th, 10 p.m. If I don't have to fly out, I may have to reschedule it because I just decided to not take my only time I take off every year mm-hmm. is New Year's Eve. Yes, uh, that those four days before New Year's, Christmas to New Year's, and this year I'm not taking it off because I decided to finally accept a gig. Headlining a comedy club over New Year's nice. weekend, so I'll be at the Atlanta Improv. Ooh, nice! Oh, very cool. Twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, off the thirtieth, and then New Year's Eve, two shows. Congratulations! Improv.com. My dad never crazy. celebrated New Year's Eve with our family. He really? Was always on stage. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah, tough. Like, and so my, my dad learned. Holiday. He was always in, in Vegas. Usually it happened, mm. and my dad learned. He did. The, he would do the countdown for the audience, and he'd walk off stage to be with my mom and I. So, Aww. yeah, but it was tough for you know back in the sixties. It was tough. He'd be in you know Chicago at yeah. the Playboy Club or something. Yeah. Um, and I am uh, what am I doing I am uh, doing my show Carlin Home Companion December 20th at the Santa Monica Playhouse West Side LA people it is the last time I'm doing it on the west side so get your shit together and get your ass in a chair and uh, then I'm moving it to the east side next year and I'll be touring all over the country uh, rumor has it I'm going to Cleveland 
Oh. Wow. Very excited. My first <laughs> offer. Nice. Uh, doing that, I'm going to be at the Improv on the 23rd mm. with uh, a host of funny people. I don't know. I think I'm going to do my an old story because I just don't have the wherewithal to write anything new. And um, uh, yeah, and other than that, I'm going to be disappearing. I'll be doing a wedding on the 30th, but no one will be there. No one will care. That's a crazy <clears throat> anniversary. That's my parents' anniversary, and it gets forgotten every year. Does it? <laughs> Does it really? Well, yeah. Because they were hoping that probably, you know, well, we'll never forget because it's on the 30th. Right. Yeah, no. Sorry, my no mom more. didn't forget, but sometimes dad. my dad would. And yeah. our next door neighbors had the same one, and my mom called them and said, happy anniversary. They're like, what? <laughs> oh, thanks for the reminder, Mary Brown. <laughs> It's a tough date. Anyway. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing a wedding. I'm officiating wedding. Yes, I officiate weddings, people, because I, too, went to a website and pushed a button that said, ordain me now. <laughs> <laughs> you, too, can do that for twenty three ninety five. I've done it. It's fun. It is fun. I've done a bunch of them. I married Craig Shoemaker. I married all sorts of comedians, crazy comedians. Um, and uh, Logan, do you have any gigs? I do. I'm, I'm doing Top Tune tomorrow night, where I'll have 17 minutes to write a song. And cool. uh, perform it right there. And then Saturday, I'm playing at the California Browncoats' first ever concert. It's uh, for a charity called Kids Need to Read. And I'm playing with uh, some really great artists, uh, Tony and Vixie, Eben Brooks, and Hello the Future. And Hello, Hello. the Future and I have written a, a new holiday song. It's, I'm really proud of it. It's, uh, it's, uh, you'll, you'll have to come hear us. And, and, and if you don't come hear that there, I'm guessing the holiday song will get played here next week probably. So... You just mentioned charity. Can I just quickly plug? I forgot to yes, mention one I mentioned earlier. Fuck cancer. I'm doing a fundraiser fund right now. Cancer. Yeah, it's an awesome organization because awesome. 90% of cancers are curable if caught in stage one. Yep. So we actually have a cure. Preventative, so, yes. So it encourages people to, to catch it early. So if you go to tinyurl.com slash bgfcancer, mm. uh, you can donate money to my fundraiser. They're doing it with Jonah Hill and his team, and um, nice. if we win over the other charities, and all charities should become petition. Well, it's America. Exactly. The winning, <laughs> winning charity gets 50 grand from uh, Mozilla, so it's a CrowdRise contest. Oh, beautiful. TinyRL.com slash BGF Cancer. Wonderful, and I uh, highly recommend going to SEVA, S-E-V-A. It was started by Ram Das, and go buy a goat for a family <laughs> in Guatemala. Or chickens, or rabbits, or, you know, if you got enough money, buy the whole goddamn cow. And if you donate to both charities, you will probably be hopefully buying the future cancer-free goats that'll last a long time. Yes, right. absolutely, absolutely. You don't want to get those one of those goats where the DNA from spiders has been mixed with them, no. so that they can make like really strong rope that comes out of, the, out of nobody their would ass. Want that. Look it up. No, it's, 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 it's real. strong rope. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. It's getting freaky. <laughs> what? Genetic, genetic. That's a Christmas miracle if I ever <laughs> heard of. Christmas miracle. Oh my well, spider goat rope. Wow, I want that's that, that for everyone. That's what I want for Christmas. Now I never we know. That, but that's what God. I want. Finally, you've, you've hooked into Christmas. We're so proud of you, man. <laughs> With minutes left on the podcast, we got him excited about the holiday. Finally, that sounds cool. The spider goat rope. Gross. I'm in. <laughs> Better than Spider Man. It's like Cable Man. <laughs> so Spider-Man. on on. It's much better than fiber optics. <laughs> on that note, uh, we're going to leave you with a little Gary Stockdale uh, tune nice. that he wrote a few years ago called "All I Want for Christmas Is a Job." <laughs> Enjoy. Merry Christmas. Oh, not yet, but you know what I mean. <coughs> Merry Kwanzaa. No, Merry. Uh, just go watch. It's a Wonderful Life. Happy okay. New Year in jail. <laughs> All right. Merry Merry. <laughs> I got bills in the mail, bills sent in faxes, bills from the government asking for taxes. Got Visa and Nordstrom's, water and power, calls from my creditors each waking hour. So what am I to do? 
Can't you help a guy get through? All I want for Christmas is a job Something that might keep me on my feet When I'm not gainfully employed I get very paranoid Wondering how my ends are gonna meet All I want for Christmas is a job You know there ain't too much that I won't do Oh, please Santa bring to me A nice new J-O-B Make our Christmas wishes all come true Santa Claus, I want a Zuzu pet, the Beatles rock band, an Acer mini laptop netbook PC, and a Canon PowerShot digital camera with optical image stabilized zoom. But I won't get any of these presents because my daddy has no money. I'll probably just get clothes that my sister has outgrown, and she's a freak who dresses in black and wants to dye her hair. Do you want to ruin Christmas for my family? Because if that's your plan, then congratulations, you jolly fat jerk. Can't you please get my daddy some kind of job? He has a very impressive resume and even did the music for two network pilots this year, but neither of them were picked up. So Fox and ABC are dead to me. My daddy might get in trouble because I'm saying this, but I don't care. I don't even know you people. I just want presents. So if anyone here has any leads, contact me. I'll be the one crying her adorable 11-year-old eyes out. All I want for Christmas is a job. Need some shelter from the stormy sea. Our GM is out on bail But I ain't too big to fail So maybe could you throw a tarp on me All I want for Christmas is a job Hey Obama, won't you stimulate me too I'm on my bending knee I need a J-O-B under my tree To make our Christmas wishes all come true Why won't you rescue me Like B of A and A-I-G Oh, lend a hand today And help save my four Don't make me sell my kids for parts Just make our Christmas wishes Hey, I'll do windows, I'll do dishes Please 
Make our Christmas wishes all come true. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. Smodco Internet Radio broadcasts the free funny, but you can broadcast your Smodco love with merchandise. Shirts, posters, comics, memorabilia, and more. JayandSilentBob.com is your hub for comic book men, secret stash, and Kevin Smith's cinematic catalog. It's an online one-stop shop that fulfills your need, minus the weed. JayandSilentBob.com. Bookmark it, baby. So, you're saying, Yo, sir, dude, I just got paid, and I want to get laid. Might your humble narrator suggest a live Smodco show? See Smod.com list all the upcoming performances, with links to tickets. As for getting laid, that's all on you, amigo. We just make you laugh till you shit your pants. The Smonsters of Talk could be coming to your town. Go to see Smod.com and find out. <laughs>